0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard weekly message podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's word and seek his direction in our lives. All right, and the first book of the Bible is pretty easy to find. All right, if you don't have a Bible with you, uh, you can go to sermons.church. All the, the scriptures and fill in the blanks, all the stuff will be there. There are Bibles spread throughout the auditorium if that is helpful to you. And uh, to get us started today, I'm curious if any of you in the room, maybe if you're online, you can put it in the chat. All right, if you, anybody knows who this guy is, anybody know who that is? Oh, yeah. Say it out loud. It is Casey Kasem. Now, some of you in the younger part, uh, if you're younger, you have no idea who Casey Kasem, and that's okay. Uh, but Casey Kasem, you can bring that other picture up. He was actually, uh, he actually just passed away in 2014, um, but uh, Casey was the right—the the radio host of the American Top 40, right? 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, right? That kind of thing. Some of you guys know that. Um, and I, I started to think about uh, this week as I began to work on the teaching of Casey Kasem. Uh, some re- some uh, of it was because I actually saw him from the first time on Saved by the Bell, those kind of things. But um, other than that, it's because uh, Casey had a, and some of you know this, Casey had a catchphrase when he would end his broadcast every time he would end his broadcast. And I put it, I'm going to put part of it on the screen, see if you can finish it. The first part was, all right, keep your feet on the ground and... Some of you, man, it's so good, I'm impressed, right? This is the second part, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That every time, Casey would end his uh, broadcast that way, uh, meaning by, by that, that phrase, what he was saying is, you know, stay connected, stay grounded to the core of who you are, your values, right? Uh, but go, essentially, stay who you are, but go after your dreams, Go after your dreams, which, by the way, I think is kind of a, a, some good advice. Stay grounded, but go after your dreams. And, and I bring Casey up this morning because uh, today, we are gonna talk about truly taking uh, Casey's catchphrase to heart, all right? And uh, we're gonna talk about going after our dreams today, which, by the way, I don't often get to teach on really fun topics. This is kind of a fun topic, you know? Get to talk about chasing after our dreams, and so I'm excited about where we're heading today. Um, and uh, essentially, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about what it means and what it means to really reach for the stars, go after our dreams, pursue um, our hopes and dreams, all right? Now, to be clear up front, before we dive in too deeply, right, there is a clarification that I need to make today on where we are heading, all right? Um, today, I'm gonna be mostly talking about um, pursuing our hopes and our dreams uh, that are driven by God, okay? Okay? Um, by God's giftings in us, in his direction for our life, those kinds of things, right? Uh, And not just going after our dreams on a whim. I actually was in a conversation before church started this morning about somebody who was like, well, I thought that I was going to be a rock band uh, leader and all this kind of stuff and whatever, and uh, those kind of things. And so sometimes we can have dreams, and then ultimately God kind of redirects those dreams, right? Those kinds of things. So I'm going to be mostly talking about that. And the reason for that is that the Bible tells us in Matthew 6.33, it says, but seek first, pursue, go after first, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Now the context of this particular verse uh, is specifically referring to food and, and clothing and those kinds of needs, but I think that the principle applies in what we're talking about today. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and, and his dreams for us, okay, um, and many things will be given to us. And so it's, it's important to kind of stay focused on that through this topic today. Um, but because if we do that first, if we go after those dreams, our, uh, the dreams that God has for us, folks, it says in Psalm 37.4, it says that he, God, will give us the desires of our heart. If we're in line with what God wants, he will give us the desires of our heart. I don't know about you, but that I, I cling to verses like that. I cling to verses like that. And I, and I think that we should, and we're going to see that today. Now, because as we reach for these stars, as we pursue our hopes and dreams, but stay grounded and connected to a holy God, The folks, the reality is, is that some of our dreams really can come true. They can really come true. So I want you to hold that thought. We'll get to that in just a moment. Last week, we started our message series that we're doing this summer called Ancient Posts, Timeless Wisdom for a Life on Purpose. And what we're doing in the series is we are walking through uh, the book of Proverbs and these, uh, these ancient posts, I often say that, that the, the book of Proverbs is the most tweetable book of the Bible, right? And these ancient posts uh, that are in this book and the wisdom that can be found in them, and essentially to live a life more on purpose, to live deeper and stronger in our faith, uh, which I think is a good thing to go after this summer. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at these prophets Proverbs, to ultimately know them, uh, take them to heart, and put them into practice in our lives, and then we will see more purpose, more drivenness, uh, more godly stuff happen in our lives. And today, we're going to use Proverbs chapter 13, 12, and it's going to be kind of our our jump start today, all right, our one-liner, if you will, uh, to get our discussion going about hopes and dreams. So it says this, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You may have heard that verse before, and even by reading that, you might actually go, oh, I can kind of see where we're going today. But again, we're going to use this today, just like we did last week, and it'll be pretty much every week in the series, is we're going to use that, that particular verse as a uh, springboard and a way to start our topic today to get us to this main text in Genesis chapter 29. Um, a little bit of context before we look at this text, though. Uh, this is a story uh, involving a, another biblical patriarch. Last week, we looked at the bi- biblical patriarch of Moses, right? This is actually using the biblical patriarch of Jacob. And uh, Jacob, just a little history about him. He uh, is the son of Isaac and Rebekah, and uh, he is the grandson of uh, another biblical patriarch of Abraham, okay? So he's Isaac and Rebecca and Abraham. So he's got a pretty good lineage of faith and, and spiritual things, okay? Um, and this particular story that we're going to use today highlights uh, a situation between Jacob and his uncle Laban, right? And ultimately is going to uh, reflect in the, in the scenario that he's going to walk through his, uh, it's going to greatly affect his marital life. Okay. And we're going to look at this uh, today. Now, before we read another couple of things, uh, I need to give you a, a couple of other contextual things. Cause there is what, uh, as Josh and I were talking this week, he was like, these are like, What? huh, moments, there's some things in this text that you're gonna be like, what? This doesn't make any sense. So I wanna clarify those, get those out of the way before we jump in, okay? The first thing is this. Um, In this time, in biblical times, some of you know this, right? Uh, Ultimately, uh, many nations in biblical times practice what I actually had to look it up this week. Uh, It's something called endogamous marriage, okay? Which means that a man wouldn't marry, right, a a sister or a daughter or a granddaughter or an aunt or anything like that, but they might possibly marry like a, a distant cousin, okay? Uh, and so it wouldn't be as weird as it is, by the way, don't marry a cousin, okay? That's weird, okay? Don't do that, all right? But then th- this time, right, it was, it was not, because again, right, we're in the beginnings of the, of the earth and all those kinds of things, right? It had to populate the world, all, all that kind of stuff, right? And so again, there were still rules and regulations, but distant cousins, right, might have actually been uh, someone that a male could have married. So that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, and I go, some of you are going, Matt, why are we talking about this text, right? It's a, it's a little weird, I'm telling you up front, all right? Uh, but uh, Jacob is going to marry sisters, okay? Now, um Though this was practiced often in the Bible, right, it, uh, I want to be very clear of the fact that marrying uh, two sisters and, and marrying multiple wives was, has always been, okay, against God's design. You can actually look up in your own time if you want to drop a note down, Deuteronomy 17, 17, you can write that down. I don't have an up for you, but, but basically, uh, from the beginning of time, this was against God's uh, plan for to do to do multiple wives and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we're going to see that Jacob does this in the story as a result of what was going on. Um, but I will say this, he had lots of problems because of that. Okay, and some of you are laughing because you know, right? You know, right? So those two things with all that context, okay, here's what we're going to look at today in Genesis 29, starting in verse 16. It says, now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older one was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days uh, to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife. My time is completed. So Laban brought together all the people in the place and gave a feast. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and Jacob made love to her. Verse 25, when morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? I've served you for Rachel, didn't I? why have you deceived me? Laban replied, it is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, and then we will give you the younger one also, and return for another seven years of work. And that last verse here, and then Jacob did so, and then Laban gave him his daughter, Rachel, to be his wife. Again, very interesting story right? But we've got to keep in mind this proverb that we're looking at, and we'll kind of weave these into each other uh, throughout our time. together. the proverb right says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And there's a great connection in this account uh, and some great things ultimately that we can take from it and put in our lives as well, all right? So we talk about the value of going after our dreams. So with that, um, our title today is Shooting for the Stars, Tenaciously going after our jam- dreams. And what we're going to do today is we have three points, uh, three reasons to stay dream-focused. What I'm going to call dream-focused. Truly going after our dreams, shooting for the stars, our hopes and our, our dreams, okay? Um, again, within the framework of God's design for us in the midst of that, right? The, within that framework, but going after our dreams. So I don't normally have three points, so buckle up this morning, all right? So here we go. Here's your first one. You can write this in on your handout. Always go after your dreams because, number one, delaying can become unpredictably painful, Delaying can become unpredictably painful. Anybody else think that? That's pretty painful right there. Man, that looks, that looks pretty painful right there. Yeah, uh, picture timing is perfect, right? Um, and folks, what, what I, this is the image that I had when I was, got to this point. I was thinking about this text and everything we're gonna look at today. I thought, man, like folks, the reality is, is our lives sometimes can look and feel like that, right? Uh, if we don't tenaciously go after our dreams, our, our dreams that God has for us. We don't shoot for the stars. And so what I'm going to do in this particular point is I'm going to look at the first step, the proverb, and then I'm going to bring in the story of, of Jacob and Rachel, okay? So let's look at the first part of the proverb. It says, hope deferred makes the heart, and I underline this, the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so I zeroed in this week on that on the, those two words, the, the heart sick, and, um, and, and it led me uh, to this point uh, this idea of like really delaying our dreams, not, not, not pursuing our hopes and our dreams that God has for us, ultimately can, can really be unpredictably painful. And, then I, and so I, I started to kind of zero in, and I, I began to dig in a little bit, uh, and I, I looked up some information on this phrase, heart sick, and I found some really interesting tidbits in my research this week. Um, And and, and so first of all, I did is I went to biblehub.com. By the way, if you don't use biblehub.com, it's a great resource. Look it up biblehub.com, okay? But that you can actually look up commentaries. And so I looked up commentaries on this particular part of the verse. And I wanna share two of them that I found with you. And then I wanna share another uh, little bit, tidbit that I found as well. But the first one, uh, this again, hope deferred makes the heart sick, stated that the following explanation, this is the Benson commentary. It said, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The delay of that which a man eagerly desires and expects is such an affliction that it looks look at this differs little from a lingering disease i thought that was pretty significant and then uh, the second one matthew henry's concise commentary matthew henry's been around for a long time it stated this it said the delay of of wit, of what is anxiously hoped for is look at this painful to the mind And then I looked up the the word sick in the original language and and, uh, its definition is this. It's actually the word hala, And it means to be or become weak, to be or become sick, to be or become diseased, be or become sorry. I think that's a big one. Sorry for never even trying something, right? And then it was this one, to be wounded. And so as I was looking at all of this stuff in my research in the midst of our topic of looking at our dreams and this this particular proverb, I thought, you you see, delaying going after our dreams can become unpredictably painful, creating the feeling of a lingering disease or a, a massive migraine, right? Some of you in the room, you deal with migraines, you know, a massive migraine, painful to the mind or ultimately can be a gaping wound. Like, Think about that, we've all dealt with wounds in our bodies and things like that. Like it can be a gaping wound by not going after our hopes and our dreams. So it makes sense that if we have that image in our mind that, that there would be value in not deferring our hope. There'd be, there'd be reasons to, not, to, to, to resist like being, being idle and, and not doing something, but, but really putting this into action. There's something about going after our dreams. And so back in the story, Jacob and Rachel, I was thinking about their story, and I thought, you know, Jacob kind of went after it, didn't he? He kind of went after it, right? He went after his hope of his future wife, Rachel, right? It says in verse 18 of Genesis 29, it says, Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. And then verse 20 says, so Jacob served seven years to get Rachel and then i love this part i don't learn this too but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her you can say ah and so I was thinking about the fact that, like, you know, again, kind of connecting our proverb and the story, right? Like, Jacob kind of went after it right away. He's like, hey, I, I, I like this girl. I want to marry her. I want to make her my wife. And, hey, I'll work for you for seven years. Imagine, this is what I was thinking about. Imagine if, if Jacob would have hem-hawed around a little bit. By the way, when relationships start, they can be a little weird and awkward, all kinds of stuff or whatever. Like, what if he would have, like, for a year? So, oh, I kind of like her. I don't really know what to do. Like, that would, or it would have been two or maybe it was like Ross and Rachel on like Friends, it would have been like, you know. Right, like imagine, right, like if he would have waited at all, like what ended up becoming 14 year journey to get his wife Rachel, right? That time would have just continued to set back and set back and set back. He would have had that much more time he would have had to wait for his wife Rachel. And and so I I think that we, we, we need to take a cue here from, uh, from, from Jacob, and there's some other things we need to avoid in the midst of the story, but I think that this is one of those things, like, folks, we need to go after it. I mean, we already see in this story, too, that, right, Jacob's hope gets deferred by Laban, right? And that's painful enough, right? It says in verse 25, he, uh, this is Jacob confronting Laban, right, about his pain. He says, when morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? So Jacob gets his hope deferred after seven years of this, right, by Laban, and that's painful enough, but the reality is, folks, how much more is it painful for us when it's in our control, and we are the ones who are actually delaying our hope? I don't know about you, but sometimes, do you guys know that, like, the reality is our lives are mostly in our control? There's actually, I don't have it up there for you, but it's like, life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you deal with it. So sometimes, like, right, like, like if, it's one thing if somebody else delays our hope, but the reality is, folks, that sometimes it's in our control, and talk about being painful when it's in our control, and we don't, we don't go after it. And so I was thinking about my life, and I was thinking about, uh, and I'm sure you're like me, right? Like, uh, when I have, a, a, like, a hope or a dream, think I'm supposed to go after something, uh, oftentimes my uh, initial response can be apprehension or, or fear. And so there'll be things that I'll, I'll delay, I think it's a pretty common thing in our lives because, right, the unknown can sometimes be scary, right? But I think the, if you can look at, look at it a different way, folks, I think sometimes we can, we can easily talk ourselves out of stuff, can't we? Can we so talk ourselves out of stuff? I, I know we can. I know it happens to me. And so I think often, and I'm going to bring two things up on the screen, I think we can be in these two mindsets, either the not enough mindset or the too much mindset, And here's what I mean, I'll bring up a list of these things, but in the not not enough mindset, it's when we're looking uh, at at what we hope for in our dreams and we're often saying, hey, I I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough support. I I don't have enough, I'm not smart enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not connected. I'm not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. We can give a, a hundred excuses of why there's not enough. So we can be in that mindset, or we can be in the other mindset, in the too much mindset. It's too risky. It's too soon. It's too late. It's too unimportant. And because of this not enough mindset or this too much mindset, uh, we can often talk ourselves out of stuff. And ultimately, it's talk ourselves out of stuff that God really wants for your life. God wants for your kid's life. God wants for your spouse. God wants for your friends. And yet you're saying, "Eh, that's too much. I'm not enough. So I made a list. This week I was thinking about, some folks, we can sometimes talk ourselves out of starting a business, going out on, on our own, or taking that job, or moving across the country. We can talk ourselves out of putting our profile on that dating site. We can talk ourselves out of starting a weight loss journey. We can talk ourselves out of going to a counselor and getting, getting emotional help. By the way, my brother, my twin brother would tell you that every human on the planet needs counseling. I would agree with that. You could talk yourself out of going to see a council. You can talk yourself out of doing the next outreach or going on the mission trip or starting a group or launching a new ministry. You might even talk yourself out of planting a church, which Matt Porman did for a few years. Folks, we can talk ourselves out of this stuff that maybe just might be exactly what we're supposed to go after. And again, so I think if we look at Jacob and at least this part of this story, because I think we need to take a cue from Jacob and go after it. Seriously, go after it. Don't fall into the too much or the the, 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 uh, the not enough mindset, but go after it. So I want you to write this statement in on your handout. People who regret have regrets often never regret the things they tried. People who have regrets often never regret the things they tried and I think that's true, right you might I think you know some of you might be nearing uh, like the the last like quarter of your life and whatever. And I think as you look back, I think sometimes we can have regrets in our lives, but oftentimes as I talk to people, it's the, it's the, thing, the things they regret are the things they never tried. And I'm gonna add to this, a part of this is that the things that they tried to accomplish, you can fill it in, try to accomplish. Because I think, right, we can try, how many of you have ever done anything stupid in your life? Right? And that's me. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Right? So, like, sometimes we can regret some of the stupid things we did in life. But if the reality is, is if we, we, if we, often we will never regret the things we tried to accomplish, folks, if we tried to go after something. I think it's something to consider. Um, oftentimes, right? What will happen is that it, when we look back, we, we regret the things we never tried. And talk about, talk about being heartsick. Like, I'm, thinking, I'm looking at Gary and, and Dave and Sarah. Like, I had a meeting, uh, I'm not, this is not in my notes, by the way, but Dave and Sarah, by the way, ministry, they're doing some great things, too. They, they got felt a call to go adopt a, a daughter in Uganda, and now they're doing ministry. I mean, holy cow, like, would that have been a regret if they would have never gone? I think so. So, I think that we got to really take this idea of heartsick, folks. We got to look at this idea of heartsick and, and, and really ponder that because I think we will be heartsick if we never try something. We will be heartsick. This week, I was actually thinking about uh, a gentleman in our church. I'll take a picture will come up, and this is Gary Marshall and his, his wife, Debbie. And I was thinking about Gary this week because uh, the week before last, Gary actually had, unfortunately, had a heart attack. And luckily, he was actually at the hospital. He was having a heart attack, and he's okay. He's recovering. He's home now. I asked him if I could share this story, and he said, yeah. Um, and so we're praising God that he's okay. But and this is my thought this week in regards to this idea of heart sick. Um, quite literally, folks, Gary could tell you uh, that being heart sick is not good. He just was heart sick. Now, of course, this was physically, right? But I think the concept applies here with this particular point, right? Uh, being heartsick is not good. And if we can prevent that, if we can prevent being heartsick by going after our hopes and our dreams, uh, I think it seems right that we should do that, right? It just makes sense that we should go after it. So that's the first point. Always go after your hopes and dreams because delaying can be unpredictably painful. Before we hit point two, um, I wanted to uh, quickly kind of sneak in one thing here. It didn't really fit at all in the message, but I really felt like I was supposed to kind of share this in the midst of this, and so um, this idea of as we consider this deferring hope and making the heart sick thing, um, and that's this. This concept, I think, of, of deferring hope, um, we have to be aware that it not only applies to us, but we also have to uh, make sure that we're also delaying, not uh, delaying the hope of other people, right, uh, and so we need to be aware that it's possible for us, right, to lay someone else's dream and make uh, their heart sick. Essentially, like, and the way it's worked out in my life before is like, you, we might dangle a carrot of, like, a possibility in front of them, and then we kind of pull it away at the last minute, or we, uh, maybe sometimes we over-promise and we under-deliver, right, and so we've got to be aware that, that uh, if we are deferring someone's hope, right, in something that we said that we would do or we would be a part of or we'd give them or whatever, those kind of things, that ultimately it can make their heart sick as well. And so I think we've got to make sure that we're aware of that as well, not only for our own lives, not deferring our own hope, but ultimately that we aren't deferring other people's hope and making them heart sick. Does that make sense? So, point two. I'm going to hit point two and point three pretty quickly, okay? Point two, always go after your dreams because others can sometimes hijack our purpose. You can write that in. Others can sometimes hijack our purpose. This goes back to our story of Jacob, specifically the part that uh, Laban plays in this particular story, okay, uh, in the narrative. It says in verse 23, come up on the screen, says, But when evening came, he, Laban, took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. Now, of course, we know from the story, right, they slept together, uh, which Jacob thought was Rachel, right, uh, his, her sister, who he had been working for the last seven years for. Now, um, there are a few things that I want to drill down in in this particular point, because uh, I'm guessing probably like uh, me, when I was going through this this week, you're like, what? How did he not know that it was, this, this doesn't make any sense, like what in the world, right? Um, so here's, here's a couple of key uh, points to kind of get us to there, and where I, then I'll lead us to the point. Um, the text actually tells us that it was dark outside, right? It says that, it, that evening had come, and, and so according to tradition, uh, there was to be no light in the tent where they were, okay? Uh, and so we can, because we know that night came, and ultimately like, there was no, not to be light in the tent, that, that it might have been a little challenging for Jacob to, to see that it was not uh, Rachel and it was Leah okay, also according to tradition, uh, he didn't actually talk to her when she was in the tent, all right, they, that's not, that was a traditional thing that they didn't do, so, so if, you, if you think about, okay, evening came, it was dark, and there was no light in the tent, and he couldn't talk to this girl, like, you might understand that there, there might be a, an element here that would might make this a little confusing, okay, and so what we really do see here as I was studying this text, then, is that folks that ultimately, then, uh, Jacob was in kind of a compromising situation that he didn't ask to be in, who put him in that situation? Laban did, Right? So ultimately, we see Laban hijack this whole thing. Right, He hijacked this whole marriage, this, this dream that Jacob had of being with this, this woman, Rachel, who he went after for seven years to, to work for her. Laban hijacked that whole thing all because he was so rigid about tradition, right? It says in verse 26, Laban replied, it is not our custom here to give, your younger, give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. I'll just say this, because he was so rigid to this tradition and he did this, uh, he hijacked their purpose. He, he made things very, very, very messy because he hijacked their purpose. But here's the point I want to make, right? Uh, and and so, so, yes, that Laban did that, but here's the reality, what, what's on Jacob's side. The reality on Jacob's side is, folks, that Jacob didn't pay enough attention to his dream. I mean, he slept with the wrong girl, which then ended up a seven-year hijack of his life. By the way, that seven years is a long time. And his life uh, got really, really complicated and messy. As You guys already chuckled earlier, right? He had two wives. Awkward. Right, got a little awkward. And and so, again, understanding all the context, right? Laban, and not that he was right in doing so, but what he didn't want to do is he didn't want to end up responsible for his his daughter for the rest of his life because if he didn't marry her off, then he was going to have to be responsible for her. So he was willing to do whatever it took, hijack whatever dream he had to, to, to hijack so that his agenda would materialize. Folks, what that means for us then is, I think, and, and and I think if we think about this hard enough, we we understand this, folks. Others often can do that same thing to us. They can hijack our purpose. Because they want their agenda to be the one that materializes. I'm sure some of you experience. And if, by the way, if you have experienced that, we're gonna have a top time of prayer at the end of the service today. I'm sorry that you've gone through that. But I think there's a reason then to pay attention to our dream and stay focused, dream focused, so that we, end up, we don't end up where our dream is on the back burner or non-existent because of someone else's agenda. I was looking some, for some uh, supporting verses in the midst of this point this week, and I was re- reminded of this verse in the book of Acts. It's actually from the Apostle Paul, and this is to the elders in Ephesus. And I think this highlights the truth of the reality of people out there who uh, will and, and often can uh, hijack our purpose. And it says, it says this, this is out of the ESV, it's Acts 20, 29 through 31. It says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your shell, you, sorry, among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw you away, the disciples after them, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. And so I was thinking about, this is the, like the reality of like folks, a, like the reality after all this went, like, and Jesus was here and all those kind of things, right? Like there, how many of you know there's evil in the world, right? And, and there are people who, by the way, the, the reason we're still here is because the, there's not enough people who are actually Christians yet. And so Jesus is going to kind of wait to come back until all that's done, right? And so the reality is this, this is the, this, what they were experiencing this, like Paul was telling them like, Hey, listen, after I'm gone, right? Some stuff's going to go down. There's going to be some people that are going to try to hijack and there's going to be some people they are going to raise up some stuff. There's going to be wolves among you. And right, so stay alert. So I was thinking, folks, can I kind of tell you? If you, have a, if you have a dream that you know is what you're supposed to do and what God wants for your life, be alert. There are wolves among us. There, By the way, I'm not naive enough to think that there probably aren't wolves in this room right now. Because there is evil in the world. By the way, we hope that if you're in this space and you're like that God captures your life and changes your heart. But man, I, I was thinking about, the, the reality is, folks, is sometimes that there are people that just want to derail our trajectory towards our hopes and our dreams. And so as I was thinking about that, um, some of you probably already saw this on Facebook because my wife, uh, my, my life is splattered upon, I look at it, Colin. My wife is just splat. my life is just splattered on Facebook and, and Instagram, right? So uh, I was talking to my wife about the message, and kind of, she's like, oh, it's kind of like, so what you're talking about is kind of like The Little Mermaid. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen the movie. And she's like, what? You've never seen The Little Mermaid? By the way, I've never seen The Little Mermaid, right? I know some of you, like, you're going, stop the message, go home, watch the movie, right? Um... And so I'm like, well, tell me what you mean. And I did have to watch a couple YouTube videos and all kind of stuff, whatever, to figure this out this week. Um, but I was thinking, uh, so it was like, she, as she was telling me, she's like, yeah, it's about, it's like the Little Mermaid, right? And, and ultimately, right, uh, Ursula and what she did to the Little Mermaid, to, to Ariel. And so as I found this all out, right, uh, the, Ursula is this, this individual right here in the corner, right? Uh, what? The sea, the sea Witch. See, y'all are like really, really into this thing, Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt needs to watch the movie. Okay, so uh, I was thinking, right, so ultimately, if you know the story, right, uh, Ariel uh, gets a ch- uh, kind of this inkling to like, has a dream to be an actual human and to walk on land and have this relationship with Prince Eric and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And so basically, uh, the sea witch, Ursula, right, ends up saying, hey, I can make you this, right, and and you just have to get him to kiss you and blah, blah, blah. And there's all this Prince story stuff and stuff that I don't really get. But anyway, all that stuff, right? And uh, so it, the only way that she allows to do that is for her, to give her her singing voice, which she has a beautiful voice. And ultimately, if she does that and gets him to kiss her, then she can stay human. If not, then not only does she get to lose her voice, but then she will become Ursula's slave for the rest of her life. And, and so, what Leah was talking about in the midst of this is that throughout the whole story, now I, I think it ends up well. Yes. I don't know the end of the story. <laughs> I think it ends up well. Yeah. No, no spoiler alerts. But like throughout the story, is like, and this is what Leah was meaning, like the, uh, throughout the story, even in the original deal that, that Ursula made, in all reality, right, she only wanted to derail the dreams of Ariel. That was her whole purpose. She, she didn't want her to get to, to, to be the, 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 prince, the princess with the prince, right? She didn't want any of that. She wanted this to de- be derailed. And here's my thought, folks. Folks, there are Ursulas among us. and I feel like even my family's experienced some of this in the last couple of weeks, like sometimes they want to derail our purpose. And so, by the way, we got to be alert. We got to be awake. I'm going to go off that one. That one's not a fun part of this topic. So I want to move on. So that's the second point. Always go after your dreams because our uh, others can sometimes hijack our person. Last one, I'm going to really hit this really quick. I'm going to have Tyler come forward. He's going to play the guitar for me as we get ready to close. Uh, always go after your dreams because they, must become, they, they may just become incredibly transformational. You can put that in. They may just become incredibly transformational. Again, I want to go back to the proverb and then uh, uh, Genesis 29. But it says in Proverbs 13, 12, that second half says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but the second half says, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And if, so what that means is that a dream realized, a dream achieved is, as the Benson commentary we just looked at a little bit ago, right? says, again, it says, right, this, it says that a tree of life that is most sweet, satisfactory, and I love this part, reviving to the soul. I like that one. And so what this means, folks, is that that really like when we chase after the dreams that God has put inside of us, the giftings that he's given to us, right, it can be reviving to the soul. It can be so sweet. In the long run, if we reach for the stars, we might actually get to grab some. I don't know about you. I want to grab some stars. And so in turn, this can change our lives. And so I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to a little passionate this. So if I go back to the list that I talked about just a little bit ago, right? So folks, if we go after this and, and we really chase after our dreams, folks, the startup can be a success. You get promoted in just a few months of being at your job. You make lifelong friends because you, you, had, you took the risk and moved to the new place. You find a spouse on that dating site and now you're planning a wedding. You physically feel the best you've ever felt in years with the greater health and fitness that you've ever felt. You're not stressed because the sessions that you have with your therapist are so freeing. By the way, let's do that some more. You lead someone to Jesus on the next outreach of the mission trip. You start a group here at the church and it expands to three other groups. That means more people are getting care and depth and discipleship because you said yes. You, you start serving, you start a homeless ministry here at the church. And you're making a huge impact and it's going to, to other, all, all the areas of the region. Or you do in fact start a church that expands into multiple counties and states and campuses and other church plants. How many of you know that I would love to see that happen? You see folks, the, 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 what we're talking about today it, it, is that it practically can flesh out to literally, like right, a tree of life. By the way, I want trees of life in your life. And I think every single one of you would go, "Hey, I want more, I want more trees of life in my life. But what happens is, is because we, we, we defer the hope that we have and the things that we're supposed to do, often we end up in the heartsick places rather than the tree-of-life places. So I think it's worth considering, ultimately, if we have a dream that we're supposed to chase. If I go back to the text, verse 28, Laban, right? He actually finally gets Rachel, right? At the very end of the story. It says, Laban gave him Jacob, his daughter, Rachel, to be his wife. that's how I wrote this at the end. I said, here's the point. And uh, there's value folks going after our dreams, reaching for the stars, because it might just flip our lives upside down in the best way. In the absolute best way. I was coming in this morning, Again, this is not in my notes. It's coming in this morning, and I realized that today, this weekend, would have been uh, our first week back last year after COVID in person. And it was the week we started this building project. So at Chris, like, I'm glad that I don't have to come back tonight and work in the building, right? But we had a dream. We felt like we we're supposed to go after it. And look what God has done in the midst of this. Ooh, I'm getting chills even talking about that. Like, that's what can happen. Like, I don't know about you. I want more of that kind of stuff. And it's because... Uh, Lee and I felt like this is a dream we had. we get a group of people like, hey, what do you think? And and God just does a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there, I am, I'm confident, folks, that there are things in your life that God wants to do that in your life. I'm confident. So that's the last thing. Always go after your dreams because they may just become incredibly transformational. Why don't you stand? We're going to move into a time of prayer today. Dan, you can go and hit that slide if you would. So here's what we're going to pray today. If you're online with us today, uh, and you want to get included in this prayer, just put "include me." I'm going to include you in this prayer. But we're going to. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a minute. I want to pray for a group of people, and you might be. In, you might fall into two camps of this prayer. Okay. The first camp is that you have a hope and a dream, you've had it for maybe a long time, maybe it's brand new, but you've never tried to go after your hope and dream. And today you go like, "All right, I I need to start." You need to start going after your dream, all right? Not living the too much or, or, or not enough mindset. Don't live there anymore, but you're going to start. You're, you're going to walk out of here and you're going, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase after this dream. Or, or the second camp might be that you you had a dream and you started it and you gave up on it and it's time to restart. Time to restart that dream today, okay? So if, if that's you at all, if you have a dream or and you've never started or you had a dream and you gave up on it, uh, I would love to pray for you this morning. So does it apply to anybody? Just raise your hand and I want to pray for you this morning. Anybody want to raise their hand and get down on that? Okay, a couple. Okay, I didn't. Okay. Just raise your hand high so we can see you. Because I figured it wouldn't be a massive amount of people, but enough people that we want to pray. Okay, so you're online. Again, hit include me and we'll get you in on this. Keep your hand up for just a minute because we're gonna we're gonna focus on you. Okay, anybody else want to get in on it? Okay. Alright, so those of you that are around somebody with their hand raised, would you put your hand on them? Okay, got a couple people over on this side. Look around the room. Okay, you're gonna be kind of part of the prayer team today, okay? And then we're going to pray for these folks today. All right? And again, we'll include those of you online as well today. So let's pray. So Father God, I want to thank you for, uh, God, I I thank you that you are the God who can put dreams inside of us and can do a mighty work in us even even before we are even born. So, God, I know some of these dreams, God, maybe even things that you've had on the agenda before these folks were even born, or maybe it's been something that, uh, God, you, you brought up in the, in the last year, or maybe it was something that, that uh, God, they had uh, when they were a kid. But, God, we pray for those, God, today that ultimately they've never started chasing after their dream, and, God, that you would give them a tenacity to go after that today. That when they leave this place, like in the next 24 hours, God, that they would, they would take the first step. God, and it might be a mini step today, But God, they would take the next step to just chasing that dream. And God, you would just meet them right in the smack dab in the middle of that. And you would, because it's a dream that you have for them, God, that you would help it grow. Do a mighty work of that. We We also pray for God, those that maybe they had a dream once and they've given up on the dream, God. I pray that you would revive in them just today, in this this moment, just revive in them the the fact, that no, I, I gave that to you for a reason. God, through that resurrecting of that that spirit, that, that feeling, God, that, that even, again, that in the next few hours and few days, God, that there would be uh, traction like they never experienced when they tried before. God, I pray that you keep these folks out of the not enough and the too much mindset. God, so ultimately they can avoid, avoid being heart sick but they can rejoice in the tree of life that you're going to bring. And it wouldn't even be a tree of life just for them, but it would be a tree of life for those that this dream involves, because, God, it's probably going to affect other people. Thank you for what you're going to do, and we're eager to see. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for letting us pray for you. Um, last couple things from me and then we're going to be did, done for the day. Um, on your way out today, our ushers are going to have a car conversation questions. They're just questions to dive, dive deeper into today's topic. So grab those on your way out. Um, also, if you're new, I'm going to be out by the front door. I'd love to say hello to you before you leave today. Uh, I would love it if you would go talk to the deeds. Uh, love it if you would talk to those that are out. Uh, if, you, if you call this place home, and you're not serving somewhere, go talk to somebody in place of those groups that you can serve, okay? So do that stuff. But if you don't have to rush out, please don't rush out the door. Relationship is at our core, and we really do mean that around here, okay? Uh, but the last thing that I want to offer is I want to offer individual prayer. So if you could benefit from somebody praying individually for you, uh, we would love to ha- just have you come up here. Our prayer crew will co- be up here in the front row, uh, and they would love to pray about anything going on in your life, uh, physical, emotional, relational, spiritual, financial, whatever it is, they'll pray about anything going on. Uh, but I will say this, one specific prayer that I wanted to offer up today is that in the teaching I was talking about how sometimes uh, people can hijack our purpose. And, and I even said, hey, I'm sorry if that's happened to you in your life. And, and I just know statistically there's probably some reality that, that some some of you here, that's that's been your life. Somebody's hijacked your purpose. And by the way, if that happens, it's painful. And the only way I know how to do that when that... Uh, when that happens in my life, when things go, don't go the way that they're supposed to, and somebody else affects my life in a negative way, is that God intersects into that in that relationship and into the, into my life. And so if you need healing because someone's hijacked your purpose, I want to have the, the, the prayer crew specifically pray for that today, okay? And so if that's you, I would, I would ask that I think, again, we can talk ourselves out of coming forward and receiving prayer. Don't talk yourself out of receiving prayer, I would love to have you have a blessing prayer uh, of over your life if your if your purpose of your life has been hijacked by somebody else. Okay, all right. Let me do one final closing prayer, and then we'll be done. So, God, I thank you again for this moment, in this space, in this time. And do pray, God, if there are people in the room that you're not finished with yet today, God, that you would uh, speak to their hearts now, and God, that they were supposed to come up for. Uh, it may just be something else. They got a they got a job interview this week, or those kind of things. But God, if it's, it's for the fact that somebody has hijacked their purpose and they need healing, God, that you would prick their heart even right now. Say, hey, don't leave. God, allow them to have the fortitude to come forward and receive prayer. And be in the prayers that the prayer crew will pray today. God, that life change would happen because of your spirit through those prayers. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.